The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Uh, good morning, everybody out there in Radioland. Hope everybody is doing well. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's the one, Mr. Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the snowy Pacific Northwest. Raise your hand if you are sick of driving around Bend at eight miles an hour. <laughs> my hand, Both of my hands are raised. Oh, man. If you can't drive in the snow, please just stay home. Like, uh, come on. Like, it, it, when it snows in Bend now, it's like it's Miami, right? Like, people know when you move to Oregon that it snows here, especially in central Oregon. So if you didn't know that, go back to where you came from, please, because this is crazy. Uh, the eight miles an hour driving around bend. All right, if you want to be part of the show, you have a question or you can give a comment, which would be even better. Uh, 800, so sorry, 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us if you go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Okie dokie. Let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. We had the biggest one-day sell-off since almost a year ago, since last March on Tuesday, and we'll get into why that was. But let's talk about the numbers. U.S. stocks, as measured by the good old S&P 500, uh, traded down just about a quarter of 1%, so mostly unchanged for the broad market last week. Uh, we did see a divergence on market cap, though, in the small cap markets, U.S. small cap stocks traded up 1.6%, uh, so a pretty big outperformance there for small cap. Uh, international developed market stocks, so think Japan and developed Europe, uh, were up about 1%. The emerging markets were 1.5% higher. Uh, in the bond market, we saw yields move higher and prices of bonds move lower. The aggregate bond index, so think the S&P 500 of the bond world, the broad market bond index, traded down about a half a percent in a, on a price perspective because interest rates moved higher. And so uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the price of a bond and interest rates move in opposite directions. So if interest rates are moving up, bond prices move lower. And if you own an index or a mutual fund or any package product, that is reflected in the price of that product. Uh, in a six-month treasury yields 5.34%, a one-year yields 5%, 10-year 4.3%, and a 30-year treasury yields 4.45%. So we're, the yield curve is really, really trying hard to normalize and trying, you know, and it's getting close to flat, and then we'll have it, I guess, eventually steepen. So uh, we are having a normalization finally in the yield curve. The one thing that isn't happening is the short end yields in the short end are not going down that's the i mean because if if the yield curve normalizes without the short end moving <laughs> that means the long end of the yield curve yields are going to be quite high so i think in order for the yield curve to finally normalize short rates meaning one year treasuries and less and that shorter end of the curve are going to have to come down along with long end uh, rates going higher. So it's been an explosion in the two years since the beginning of Fed February up uh, in terms of yield. Yeah. Yeah. What close to 55 basis points. It's, yeah. It's been a significant say the two year leads the Fed. So the two years like predicting where Fed funds futures are going to be or where Fed funds is going to be. Uh, in the gold market, gold traded uh, 1% lower at $2,025 an ounce and oil uh, traded up 2% at $79.10 a barrel. I, I said this last week, oil's been sort of sneaking higher yeah. without much fanfare. Um, and, and, you know, the reality is if if you look around the world and you see what's happening, uh, you know, in the Middle East, you know, the Houthis and all of these things, you would think that the price of oil, uh, if I didn't, if I, you know, 
dropped you right now and I said, here's what's happening around the world, uh, you would say that the price of oil is probably well over $100 a barrel. Uh, and so 80 bucks a barrel seems like a bargain to me relative to what's going on in the world and historically what has moved uh, the oil market. Venezuelans sneaking some uh, military forces on the border with Guyana. Uh, a lot of, lot of stuff to come, I think, in the oil markets. Uh, so the big market moving news last week was the inflation data from the month of January, uh, both at the consumer level, so the CPI and the wholesale level, the producer, producer price index. Uh, both of them came in hotter than expected, so inflation was higher than uh, anticipated. Um, and so what Josh and I will say about this, because we did an e-news where we send out a video to our clients, how this was maybe a surprise to anybody is sort of confusing to us because we live in this thing called society and we see what's going on in society and we participate in the U.S. economy. And the one thing that's abundantly clear is the Federal Reserve officials, uh, they look at lots and lots of data. The data is backward looking, right? It's not forward looking. And they're very much in an ivory tower. They're not flying commercial and they're not sitting at the Chicago O'Hare in Denver and and going to restaurants probably uh and so they're not seeing what's happening really really happening in the US economy the the US economy people are spending money like drunken sailors still and so the idea that the inflation print was higher than expected is not at all a surprise to Josh and I and so when you watch CNBC and you and you read all these things about how uh, the interest rate environment today is very restrictive. I kept saying to myself, what are you talking about? You, when you look around at what's going on in the US economy, tell me where the restrictiveness to try to get a reservation right, right now at a restaurant in Bend. You can't do it. And so where is the restriction? I don't see it. And, and that, so that's that's super core. That's core core CPI services X shelters. So it's not including housing. That was up seven tenths of a percent month on month. That's restaurants. That's travel. Yeah. So Inflation, the Fed is not cutting rates anytime soon, folks. So if you had this March cut or, you know, I mean, we would need the economy to, to significantly weaken in order to some, for some deflationary forces to come in where the Fed is going to feel confident uh, that they, could, they have tamed inflation. Because the, the recent data we just got on inflation at both the wholesale, all the levels of inflation that they measure, it came in much hotter than they expected. And so the Fed, believe me, this has them shaking their boots. They thought they were on this smooth glide path. And they're, and they're pl sort of playing it down when they talk about it. But believe me, this January, these January numbers have them uh, very, very nervous about the inflation print. And then obviously on Tuesday, when we got the CPI number came in hotter than expected, stocks sold off because what is the stock market anticipating? The stock market is anticipating the Fed cutting rates. And uh, Josh and I were confused about why the market and this market still thinks it's going to happen. I just I think it's going to keep getting pushed out further and further. So, Josh, we're most of the way, if not all the way through earnings season. Uh, why don't you give us an update on how that came in? Yeah, almost 400 companies in the S&P 500 have reported so far. Uh, 80% are beating, so slightly above historical averages. Of course, they've lowered the expectations. Guidance is all that matters, but earnings growth uh, close to 10%. So uh, revenue growth has accelerated from last quarter as well, up 3.3%. So overall, a stealthily good earnings season. This is what, of course, we need to see uh, to justify higher stock prices. But uh, the big theme, of, of particularly in the tech landscape, communication services uh, sector, the pre-COVID dynamics of the annual culling have returned to the corporate world. Uh, earnings growth is going to come from expense management uh, to a degree as well. And that, you know, all the dynamics ex that existed before the pandemic are returning. Yeah, I mean, we are starting to obviously see Nike laid off 1,300 people. You know, we're starting to see layoffs. Cisco it's not, did 5,000 this it, week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not huge mass layoffs. It is still, uh, it's going to start to matter. But, I mean, the, the, the labor market still continues. When you look at jobless claims this week, the labor market continues to be ultra strong. And even, at, you know, three point, so we're at 3.7. We'll see what the... Uh, the January uh, unemployment rate looks like. But, I mean, even if we went to 4 or 4.2, that's still, you know, really uh, a full employment. I mean, when I was in college, uh, the sort of rule of thumb was 4.5% 
uh, is full employment in the United States. Maybe that's different now, but we are certainly uh, in a very, very tight labor market. And the good news is, for a lot of people out there, wages uh, for um, you know continue to grow faster than inflation. If inflation comes roaring back, that won't be true. So believe me, the Fed has an eye on the ball. And then you know we saw that uh, Europe. Uh, revised down their growth expectations for the year, and Japan is now officially in a recession. So uh, that could make its way over here. All right, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can always email us if you go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to tell you why you should not be paying for a financial plan. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, Hunting for a new place to live in Bend? Want amenities like a modern kitchen, attached garage, washer dryer? Put Alpine Meadows Townhomes on your list of places to see. Alpine Meadows Townhomes, quiet and affordable. With one, two, or three bedroom floor plans, you'll find the space you want and call it home. Alpine Meadows Townhomes. See them online, then call for a personal showing. 541-330-0719. Conveniently located on Northeast 6th in Bend. When you think about family and home, hopefully it brings back some wonderful memories. That's what Mountain Glen Apartments are all about, making new memories for your family. When you call Mountain Glen home, you'll enjoy a modern designer kitchen with plenty of counter space and storage. Choose from one, two, or three-bedroom homes on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Mountain Glen, where memories are made. Find them online, Mountain Glen Apartments. Then call for a personal showing, 541-383-9313. Discover Bend Dermatology Clinic, your trusted partner in skin health. For over 20 years, our board-certified dermatologists, most surgeons, and advanced practitioners and estheticians have been keeping your skin healthy and radiant. Whether you're treating skin cancer, managing everyday conditions, or striving to achieve your aesthetic goals, we provide patient-centered care. Schedule your appointment today at BendDerm.com. Bend Dermatology Clinic, keeping you and your skin healthy and radiant. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. For matters in Idaho, visit CordellCordell.com, 999 West Main Street, Suite 100, Boise, Idaho, 83702. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800- 800-266-9102 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-266-9102. That's 800-266-9102. What do you have to lose? Call 800-266-9102. Again, 800-266-9102. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those meetings scheduled. Uh, the number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always go to our fabulous website, Northwest Quadrant, email us. Uh, so the top 10 holdings in the S&P 500 now make up over 32% of the index, the highest concentration that we've ever seen with data going back to the 80s. Um, you know, they, don't, they didn't really do a great job of tracking it prior to 1980 uh, relative to the size. So the S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index. And what that means is uh, the bigger the company you are, so Apple is the biggest company in the world, uh, the more influence you have on the index, right? So if you are a $3 trillion company, you have a much bigger influence on the performance of the S&P than if you are a $1 billion company. You almost have no impact on the performance of the S&P. It's funny, the Dow, which is the the methodology of how they calculate the Dow's performance is ridiculous. It's a price-weighted performance. So your actual stock price, not the size of the business, but the stock price uh, is determinant on the performance of the index, which is it's only 30 companies. Remember so, a month and a half ago when NVIDIA was a $1.2 trillion company and then it added a a Berkshire Hathaway. <laughs> well, what's Meta? When Facebook or Meta reported, uh, they added uh, 190 billion in market cap in a day, yeah. which is like to think about that. Adding 190 billion in market cap in a day is mind-boggling. But here's here's why I brought the the, the you know the concentration in the S and P. Uh, it's not a good thing. Like I, I think most people would tell you that the concentration of the biggest companies in the United States being so influential is not a good thing for for capitalism and capital markets and free markets in general. Um, but you know, Washington D.C. They can't even tie their shoelaces there. So I don't know how they're going to have to. They're going to deal with these giant monopolies that exist. Well, and you think even if your argument is bearish on those particular names, and you think five or seven years into the future how much more intricately involved in your life they're going to they already are yeah well it, you know historically competition would have said yeah you know some you know like if you think about remember we all had blackberries remember yeah and we all had motorola flip phones and we all you know there was and then apple took over but now how it works is that if there's a meaningful competitor you can just buy them like yeah. it, it, and, well, and, competition authorities have stifled big tech <laughs> acquisition. Yeah, well, what do you mean? Schwab was allowed to buy TD, and like, ooh, they didn't get JetBlue and Spirit well, didn't get to merge. I mean, like, you, yippee! Even looking at like the Microsoft OpenAI tie-up and whatever nefarious deal they're trying to cast that as a nonprofit, well, or whatever they're doing. But I, you know the know deal. The, the other part too. of it is, is they can look at so Microsoft, Apple, these companies, Google, they generate so much cash. That they can just steal all those people away from those companies and start start their own version of it. Well, so that's what they were going to do to OpenAI. Yeah, and so that's the challenge: is that these companies are just so powerful. It's uh, hard not to. My argument is, it's hard not to imagine them being even more powerful five years down the road, despite the current degree of concentration. Unless something is done about it, which, like I said, you're not going to see a they mic- can't tie a their shoes. Microsoft's moment anytime soon, and I think a big reason for that is the. Uh, national national champion of you know i mean that's what companies corporate america is now is like it's becoming so intertwined with geopolitics that mm, those companies yeah, that, are america i i guess i i understand that but the politicians in washington dc are so stupid <laughs> they don't know like the dangers that actually exist they're just yeah. stupid it's there's no Touché. other way around that right like yeah uh so um profitability now uh seems to matter in the market uh, which is good. The S- sanity seems to have returned. Uh, we'll, the example I want to use is Uber versus Lyft. Uh, Uber has gained 93% over the last two years versus a 63% or 67% decline for Lyft. And this is the stock performance. Why the huge uh, divergence? Uber is now a profitable company, $1.9 billion in net income over the last year, while Lyft continues to lose money, about a billion in, in lost money. Uh, another example would be Facebook versus Snapchat. Uh, Facebook stock is up 113% over the last two years. Uh, Snapchat's is down 71%. Meta's profits are $40 billion over the last year, while Snapchat lost $1.3 billion. So sanity might be returning to the capital markets. We shall see. Uh, the paper hands seem to have gone away. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Diamond hands. Diamond hands. Diamond That's hands the one. when you never sell. 
Got it. Diamond yeah. hands. Those are all the those are all the uh paper hands are weak. Okay, so diamond hands are all the people that own uh Tesla and Bitcoin. Correct. Got it. Well there's that new iteration, my there wasn't MicroStrategy. You see that other one that ramped from thirty bucks to a thousand in the last couple of weeks. Is it a, a publicly traded company? Yeah, it's a it's that the owns same Bitcoin? Deal. No, it's a, some sort you know, it's it's another one of these thematic plays. It was down two hundred bucks on Friday. Got it. Okay, so Josh and I have a, a bit of a pet peeve with our industry and our, our peers in our industry. It's happening in Bend, but it happens all over the United States. And that is uh, financial planners. They call themselves financial planners, investment advisors, whatever you want to call them, uh, selling separate financial plans. So, Josh, explain to our audience. So, you know, I have, I guess, in my head a plan, uh, but it's not like this ridiculous, you know, 50-page document that is my financial plan. Because that would be a waste of my time and money to pay for. So explain when we talk about this separate financial plan. So it's like a separate service that we would would engage with our client base. Uh, explain how that works and, and why we think it's so utterly ridiculous. Well, the purveyors of these plans are marketing. You know, They have two different fee structures, basically. They're doing the same thing that we're doing, which is they're getting an asset-based fee on the amount that they manage. But then... Uh, the planning component is distinct from that, and they'll sell it to you in the form of a one-time deliverable in the form of the plan. And you know, we looked across our competitors just in Bend, and some of them have a minimum of a thousand, some of them charge five thousand. But uh, then they'll just for the plan, just for the plan, from the and money this is they distinct manage. from the money that they manage. So, uh, you know, when you when you sort of take the weighted average of that plan's cost against their average client's cost, it almost doubles their fee uh, just in that first year. But they also then charge you, you know, a rec- an editing fee, you know, and the ones that we looked at before in preparation for the segment were $300 an hour uh, to alter the plan. And, you know, when we look at that, it's just completely nonsensical in, this, in regard to the fact that these are – your plan should be a living document and it should be encapsulated within the asset-based fee that you're paying uh, your financial advisor. But it, but it it should be very simple. Like most financial plans, uh, could be done on a legal sheet of paper. Like it it doesn't it, it it's none of this is co- as complicated as our peers make it seem to be. And so, you know, these documents really aren't worth the paper that they're printed on. And you know, people will bring them every into our single office. one of the assumptions built into that plan is going to ultimately prove false. To be bunk and like you can't financial plan your way into prosperity. So you're That's gonna, not real. You're going to pay to update that plan as the. fundamental assumptions driving it are subsequently disproven the longer that you have the plan so do yourself a favor financial planning is bunk it's it's just stupid it's not like this i mean you know there there is financial planning that we do for ourselves and and we talk about with our clients but actual formal financial planning that you are paying separate for is a waste of your money the only person it's good for is the person that's selling it to you i mean you if you're not getting financial planning as part of that asset-based fee you are being taken advantage of and uh, it, it's very concerning from our, our perspective. All right. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a, a short video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about capital markets and how that affects your money. You don't have to be a client to get added to the e-newsletter list. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we'll tackle some of your emails. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
The Bend Winterfest, presented by Boss Mortgage, returns to the Old Mill District this February 16th through 18th. Tickets are on sale now. Welcome back, the Northwest's largest winter festival. You'll find ice carving, fire sculptures, and a new massive light art area presented by Mount Bachelor. And this year, take a winter carnival ride. Do the hot cocoa run for adults with a splash of Crater Lake spirits, or the kids can get warm with a marshmallow run. Bring the kids to the tented Lonza Children's Space featuring Omzi and ride the merry-go-round on the Oregon grown music stage Friday night. Get ready for Hell's Bells and Precious Bird. Get down Saturday with hip-hop sensation Chingy. Don't miss out. Discount tickets are on sale now at bendwinterfest.com. Additional sponsors include Tin Barrel Brewing, Chevrolet of Bend, Best Med Urgent Care, Central Oregon Heating and Cooling, Central Oregon Spine and Sport, Pacific Source Health Plans, Pro Caliber Motorsports, and Combined Communications. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on the hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on the hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand-new 2024 inventory ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates, this weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free parking, free admission, free delivery. Call 833-SPA-SALE or visit hottubandswimspa-sale.com. A hot tub and swim Sale LLC production. Hunting for a new place to live in Bend? Want amenities like a modern kitchen, attached garage, washer dryer? Put Alpine Meadows Townhomes on your list of places to see. Alpine Meadows Townhomes, quiet and affordable. With one, two, or three bedroom floor plans, you'll find the space you want and call it home. Alpine Meadows Townhomes. See them online, then call for a personal showing. 541-330-0719. Conveniently located on Northeast 6th in Bend. When you think about family and home, hopefully it brings back some wonderful memories. That's what Mountain Glen Apartments are all about, making new memories for your family. When you call Mountain Glen home, you'll enjoy a modern designer kitchen with plenty of counter space and storage. Choose from one, two, or three-bedroom homes on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Mountain Glen, where memories are made. Find them online, Mountain Glen Apartments. Then call for a personal showing, 541-383-9313. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-266-9102 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-266-9102. That's 800-266-9102. What do you have to lose? Call 800-266-9102. Again, 800-266-9102. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you want to be part of the show, you have a question for us or a comment, call us 877-670-7117. Or you can email us if you go to our website, excuse me, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So uh, index funds have officially won. And what I mean by that is now uh, all of the money in passively, passively 
uh, manage uh, index funds, mutual funds, ETFs, whatever it might be. Uh, all of that money is now surpassed all of the money that is in actively managed products like ETFs and mutual funds. Uh, so it's not it's not a big uh, difference right now, but I mean it, it took a long time to get here, and um, really the last five years that has certainly accelerated the amount of money going into passive versus active. I mean the market share of passive investments. Uh, in 1996, was so small relative to active, it wasn't even funny. And now here we are passing. So just the history real quick. Uh, Vanguard, uh, Jack Bogle, John Bogle, started Vanguard in 1976, and he introduced the first publicly available index mutual fund that tracked the S&P 500. But Wells Fargo had already an institutional-level version. Wells Fargo actually really started indexing, but it was at the institutional level, and it wasn't in a package product. They just tracked the index uh, using individual stocks for their institutional clients. But it's been around uh, for quite some time, and now it's officially bigger. The one thing I will say – and and uh, the critics of indexing, one of the many things that they have of indexing, uh, and this is the only one that I find to be probably somewhat valid, uh, is it's not good for our capital markets in such that so much so-called dumb money, and I say that in air quotes, like we obviously believe in indexing, uh, is going into the market every single week, every single day into index funds. And the index funds uh, are just buying what they have to buy uh, in the index. And so the big keep getting bigger. It's probably one of the reasons the big seven are so massive now relative to the rest of the index is because every time somebody puts money into the S&P 500, it, more of it goes into those names and thereby they keep getting bigger. And then the incremental buyer that's buying those names uh, it makes them even bigger. And so, you know, money, there's no due diligence really being done to say, I'm not going to allocate capital to this business because it's a crappy business. I'm going to allocate money to this, which is what active managers do. And so uh, it does – if I fast-forward this out a ways, it does make me a bit nervous uh, to think about the amount of money that is going to be in indexing, uh, so-called dumb money that is just blindly allocating money uh, to businesses that maybe don't deserve it, but because they're in the index – uh, they keep getting that money. So I don't know what, what your thoughts are. But, you know, Carl Icahn said, you know, he, he's made comments about this because they, they're not voting. You know, they don't, you, you know, I mean, to me, you look at companies like Boeing, the board of directors all should have been fired by now. The CEO, CEO, they should have just wiped everybody out, clean slate, start new, because they're obviously not uh, standing up to their fiduciary duty. But, you know, if if when you look at the, sh the ownership of, of their shares, the S&P is the number one, you know, uh, Vanguard's the number one, and they're not voting to do anything. The argument is that eventually there'll be opportunities created by over-indexation, right? I mean, that's what... Opportunities for the active for managers. For active managers, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the argument for the active side. But the, quest, the big in open the meantime question is, is, like, when does that... When does, ultimately, when is the fulcrum to where right. that happens again? Right. And, and, and I don't know. And <laughs> is it going to matter if more money keeps... You know, because, like... You look at a guy like David Einhorn, he says, like, the market's broken because yeah. of this. And it's like the, the the valuation stuff that used to matter, you know, value doesn't investing matter. doesn't matter anymore because so much gets allocated to these names when you that buy, don't deserve it. When you buy your SPY, 7% of it goes into Apple and Microsoft right off the top, no matter yeah. what. And then the incremental buyer that's not indexing that's buying those names makes it even a bigger – so it's a tough one. Yeah. All right, let's tackle some emails. We got an email from uh, Andrew S. Or he goes by Drew, sorry. Um, uh, it says, good morning. I have not contributed to my Roth IRA this year yet, but I would like to. My only real concern is that I will be starting a new job in July that offers a Roth 401k with a match, so I'm planning on taking full advantage of that. My biggest concern is if there will be any issues with putting money into both I'm a big fan of the show podcast. Thanks, Drew. Uh, so thanks for that question, Drew. Um, so what Drew is talking about is uh, he has a Roth 401k option at work, uh, and so he's going to contribute to that. And his question is, can he contribute to his Roth 401k at work and do a Roth IRA? And the answer to that question is yes, you can do both, um, you know, up to the contribution limit. So sometimes people think, well, there's a there's a contrib I, I can't do both. I can only contribute uh, to one or the other, and that's not, in fact, true. You can, you know, uh, in Andrew's case, I, I happen to know that he's under 50. So in his Roth uh, IRA, he can contribute $7,000 in 2024. And what's the, is it 23000 in his Roth 401k that he can contribute? So, you know, good news, Andrew, you can contribute thirty grand 
uh, in your Roth accounts between your IRA and your 401k in 2024, plus whatever your company matches. So that's, uh, uh, for somebody as young as you, that's going to be certainly a great thing. All right. We got an email from Peter G. Sounds like... Uh, my daughter just got her first real, and it's reels in quotation, job, and her new company offers a retirement plan. She wants to know if she should contribute to the Roth or traditional 401k option as her company offers both. Thanks in advance. Love the show. You know, we, this is like. So it's her first real job. Yeah. So most likely she's Presumably young. Presumably it's her, she's younger, but also she's making a lot more money than she otherwise did uh, before. But this is where there's, you know, our advice is always take advantage of the Roth option, particularly if you're a young person and uh, where, you know, the in a vacuum, your tax professional might be telling you now that your income's higher, you absolutely have to take advantage of making uh, all of these pre-tax contributions. And we talk about this a lot on the philosophical level because we don't see it in a vacuum and uh, we disagree with tax professionals and to a large degree on this one, which is we watch money coming out on the other end and we watch people's reluctance to pay taxes uh, and to spend their own money on things that they need because of the tax liability, because they made too many pre-tax contributions. Uh, and the younger you are, the more adv- you should take advantage of that Roth. And there might be an argument later when your income's even higher to take a balance of contribution both to the Roth and the pre-tax side. But uh, we are definitely firmly on the side of taking advantage of the Roth within the employer-sponsored plan, provided it is available to you. I agree with that. I have two comments to make on top of that, Peter. Um, I, I'll tell you, I'm a month away from being 48 years old, uh, and I max out my – believe me, I definitely need – that sounds jerky, but I need the deduction. I can use a deduction anywhere I can get it because of my income level. And I still choose to contribute to the Roth. And I contribute to the Roth and max out my Roth 401k uh, for a very simple reason. Doing this job as long as I have and sitting across, like Josh said, from the people that have money, whether it's in a taxable account or a Roth IRA, that money feels like it's so much more accessible because the tax liability is either very low in the taxable account uh, case or in the Roth, there is no tax liability relative to a traditional IRA. Um, and like Josh said, so many of the uh, accountants will, you know, they, I understand they want to minimize your tax liability now. And they say, look, if you make the, if you max out this contribution to this plan, your taxes will go down by this much. But, you know, raise your hand if you think taxes are going to be higher in the future. Both of my hands are raised. Josh's hands is raised. Tim's hands are raised. Uh, so taxes, ta- taxes, are, are in my opinion, I mean, I look at this math, and the United States, thirty-four trillion in debt. Like, the interest payment is now going to be more than Social Security on our debt. Uh, so, ta- one of the things that we're going to have to do is we're going to have to have higher taxes in the future. And so, you know, the argument is, oh, when you retire, uh, your tax rate's going to go down. And so, therefore, you're going to be able to access that money. Deferral will uh, not be. We just as, don't see it. It's not going to be worth as much as it was advertised to you when when you were pursuing that path. So you know, so like, I, I, it's the fact that you're the Peter, your daughter's young. Th- then it's a no-brainer to us because the advantage of that money compounding. Uh, tax-free over time. Her tax rate, theoretically, even if she's making $75,000 a year, it's not really that high uh, on a relative basis. And so just pay the tax, put the money in there. And I promise when she gets to 65 uh, and Josh and I are in the old folks home, she's going to call us and thank us uh, for having put the money in the 401k. And the good news is now in 2024, her company can match her Roth contribution in in Roth dollars in, in the 401k. So uh, hopefully that helps Peter. Um, just tell her, tell her accountant that you and her know better and you know tax rates are going higher uh, and that'll be that. All right, if you want to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you a, an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those meetings scheduled, 800-743-0988. When we come back, we're going to tell you how you can create a paycheck in retirement. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. 
Did you know TSNS Ford in Madras is on its fourth generation of ownership? Did you know TSNS Ford founders homesteaded Jefferson County in the 1800s? Did you know TSNS Ford in Madras is the only medium-duty Ford dealer in Central Oregon and that they specialize in high performance? Did you know TSNS Ford is Central Oregon's only Roush dealer, is home of the official Harley-Davidson and Tuscany Black Ops trucks, and is Oregon's only Shelby dealer? And now you know. TSNS Ford, part of Central Oregon history and future. They have the inventory you're looking for and the service to keep your vehicle running smoothly. TSNS Ford in Madras, open every day. Swing by, give them a call at 541-475-7204 or check them out online at tsnsfordmadras.com. Drive a little, save the most. TSNS Ford on Highway 97 in Madras, a Thomas family dealership serving Central Oregon for over 87 years. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on the hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on the hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand new 2024 inventory ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates, this weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free parking, free admission, free delivery. Call 833-SPA-SALE or visit hottubandswimspa-sale.com. A hot tub and swim Spa Sale LLC production. Texting rules, you and recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Tired of wasting your money on testosterone booster products that just don't work? We don't blame you. That's why Nugenics Total Tea lets you try before you buy. Just text BEACH to 369369 to claim your complimentary sample. Why have millions of men already trusted Nugenics for a man-boosting increase in their testosterone levels? Well, nothing else is like it. It contains testophen, a patented key ingredient shown to work. Nugenics Total Tea boosts free and total testosterone levels to help you feel better at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom, it's the number one doctor-recommended brand and number one at GNC and number one at Walmart. But don't take our word for it. Try before you buy. If it works, keep using it. If not, keep the sample. You've got nothing to lose, but you could gain energy, muscle, drive, even more passion. Text BEACH to 369-369. Do it now, and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text BEACH to 369-369. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. My name is said Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful but snowy Pacific Northwest. I can already see Lake Billy Chinook and Prime Barrow Reservoir filling up with water this summer. <laughs> it's good news. I don't know where we are on snowpack in the not just here in Central Oregon, but in the Cascades generally. But I gotta imagine it's pretty, probably pretty good, right? So, Josh, bad news for you. Do you What's know what that? the bad news is? Not getting any taller. Or thinner, but that's not that the bad news is. Uh, Lamborghini is sold out of their supercars until 2026. It's cool. So, Grayson's not 16 until, uh, what, 2035. I got time. Yeah, so um, they're, according to Bloomberg, the Italian supercar maker logged over 10,000 vehicle sales last year. Uh, and their first plug-in the Revuelto, Revuelto was a massive hit with the rich with the two-year back order. Um, I, I can't imagine buying a Lamborghini and having it be electric. <laughs> Talk about a buzzkill. Yeah. You want that just like guttural. I mean, I, I'm more, I've, you know, I don't, I'm not going to buy either one of these kind of cars ever in my life, but uh, I definitely like the Ferrari 
more than Lamborghini. Uh, but I will say, and this is, I probably shouldn't say this on the radio, but my son and I, uh, one of the coolest things, beside, one of the best days I've ever had besides the day I got married and my children were born was uh, my son was in Vegas for a baseball tournament like a year and a half ago. And uh, in Vegas, you can go race supercars, like the Le Mans style supercars. And he got to race a, a Lamborghini and I got to do a Ferrari only because I didn't fit in the Lamborghini. Uh, and it's really, really expensive, but it, it it was one of the coolest things I've. And you can't believe that it's legal, but then you remember it's it's Las Vegas and Nevada and lots of things are real. Ben's got to make friends with uh, Shadur. Drive, Sanders, yeah. Drive around, see you in one of those fancy cars. Yeah, so I was uh, what Josh is talking about. My son goes to the University of Colorado, CU Boulder, and I was there a couple weekends ago uh, visiting and. Uh, he, I did, I saw, uh, I was at a, an establishment maybe at 10 o'clock or, or later at night. And, uh, <laughs> I saw Shiloh Sanders, which is the, the, the other son that plays defense on the Colorado football team, walk in with his entourage. And it, it was like the, uh, the record scratch. It was pretty funny. So yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get, cause they, cause they make more money than their dad now with that, uh, <laughs> so NIL, NIL deals. <laughs> yeah. They bought him a house. They bought him a big mansion. It's pretty funny. It's pretty great. Plus they have that, uh, well off media. Now they have a whole media yep. company. And then the daughter goes there. She plays on the basketball team. Uh, you know, I was reading, I know we'll get back to this, but, uh, Deion Sanders was sports person of the year in sports illustrated in 2023. And the article is really cool because he's like, this is the best stage of my life because most of the time when you're in your 50s, your kids are gone and you don't get to see them that much and it's yeah. always on their terms. But he's like, I have a giant office at Folsom Field. And he goes, you know, uh, Shador comes every morning after his workout, takes a shower, has breakfast with me. Shiloh comes and uses my bathroom, if you know what I mean. <laughs> his daughter comes uh, and, and, you know, gives him a hug every morning. And then his other son, who does the media stuff, uh, comes and goes through the media stuff. And so he's like, I get to see my kids every single day. That's awesome. Uh, which he's like, it's just the greatest blessing ever. So, you know, I, most people have this perception of Dion, but you should read that article in Sports Illustrated. <laughs> he's a character. Okay. Mr. Finelli, how do people go about creating a paycheck in retirement? And this is one of those things where um, we tell people all the time, especially uh, you know people that are good at accumulating money, they're good at saving money, and they're good at indexing, and they know to stay in the market, time in the market, all that stuff. Uh, you know, we generally can't add a ton of value in those people's lives, but we tell those people, look, if you want to come back when you go to retire, we, the, where we can add some value in your life. Uh, over what you're currently doing is helping you turn that big pile of money that you've saved, that you've done a good job saving and accumulating into a paycheck. So, Josh, why don't you uh, tell our listening audience how we go about doing that um, and, and why, you know, I, I think in, in that situation we can add value. To well, people. it's probably the biggest challenge of transitioning from work to and having earned income to retirement and learning to live without that regular paycheck. But you create it essentially from your investments and there's so much uncertainty around it because, of course, you want someone that does that every day to tell you your portfolio is structured in a way that's going to be able to generate that paycheck and you're going to be able to cover that gap between uh, your expenses and maybe your guaranteed income in the form of Social Security or pension or whatever it is that sort of helps plug the gap. But, uh, you know, that you are going to have to structure your portfolio such that you can withstand bull and bear markets and continue to generate that sustainable income. And, you know, when we look at like portfolio construction, the reason we own bonds for most people uh, is simply to get them through those bear markets, like the, you know, that five year drawdown in the wake of 2008, or really that four and a half year drawdown after September 11th in 2000, the tech telecom media bubble in 2000. But you own fixed income instruments. And that's what you should be selling to get you through bear markets like 2022. Uh, uh, but conversely, like on the upside, uh, you go through a 2021 style market, you're selling stock to generate the income that you need. And that that process alone is what, you know, it, it takes a little bit of involvement if you're a do-it-yourselfer. And there's a lot of apprehension around sustainably generating that paycheck. So, yeah, it comes down to you, you wanting to have a, a certain year – 
amount of years worth of your income in what we call safe investments. So that means uh, probably in, in a lot of cases buying individual bonds. Right now in the bond market, the place we're, we're doing that is in treasury market because we need that money, that the dollar today to be a dollar tomorrow. And we need we know that it has to be safe, even if, you know, the world is sort of coming around, around coming down around us. And so go back again to the, what Josh mentioned, the global financial crisis, 2008, 2009. So the market peaked in 2007. It was five years until it hit another peak on the equity market. And so we didn't want our clients in that period to be forced to be selling stocks because our clients are retired. We're still retired. They needed to pay their bills. And so we never wanted them to be in a position to sell stocks when their stocks were down 40, 50 percent. We, we knew that the market would eventually recover. And so during that period, you're selling fixed income that is actually up in value. So if you think about when the you know what hits the fan and the stock market sells off, what happens? Everybody buys U.S. Treasuries around the world and the Treasury market rallies. And so not only is this part of your portfolio safe, most cases when we have a big stock market sell off, this part of your portfolio is actually going up in value. And so this is the place you need to have years worth of your income in these safe investments so that you can allow the stock part of your portfolio to recover. Because, you know, bear markets are really scary and nobody knows how long they're going to last. But one thing we all know is that eventually they will end. Uh, and so we just have to have that hedge in our portfolio that that puts us in a position uh, to still be able to do all the things we want in retirement, but not be selling stocks when they're down 35% to realize that loss. So uh, it, it's not rocket science. Josh and I doing it is proof of that. Uh, but it is a play. It is a it is a strategy that we feel really strongly about. It works really well because we've done it uh, through some really bad bear markets, and it's worked really well. Um, uh, so it's not rocket science, but it does take some work, and doing it correctly takes some work. Because the other side, like Josh said, is you know when stocks are really good you need to be selling those to create your income and not selling bonds so uh, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement view and we can go through and explain this strategy uh, commonly referred to as the bucket strategy uh, and, and creating retirement income uh, call our office if you have at least five hundred thousand dollars of investable assets josh and i'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your life including this uh, when we come back we're going to talk about what's a revocable living trust and do you need one so stick around Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 